Hey, it's Sarah, and I have some exciting news for you before we jump into the podcast this week. Starting this coming Monday, that's May 13th, I'm going to be running a two-week pocket planner sprint inside of my course, Published with Purpose. This is where you learn how to create, format, and design a high-value, action-oriented journal or planner and sell it around the world on Amazon. We run a live round every single year in the fall, and then in the spring, I often run our pocket planner round. This is where you get templates to create an amazing pocket or journal planner of your choice in a four by six inch size. And you get templates and all of the swipe files that you need to create something incredible in a short amount of time. During this round, I'm doing something a little bit different and I'm offering asynchronous support. So that means that you'll get one-on-one email support from me during the two weeks to ask questions about your design, your idea, marketing strategies, and so much more. I would love to support you inside of Publish With Purpose and you can find full enrollment details over at publishaplanner.com forward slash enroll. Just make sure that you check it out and join before doors close on Monday, May 13th. Hello, you are listening to episode 156 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I don't know why the mic sounds extra buttery today. (laughs) Are you picking up on that at all? It feels so intimate. It's like ASMR in your ears. Oh my gosh, if this is your first time listening, I've already lost you probably, but We are going to be talking about something new, a new idea that I had for my business in terms of my creativity and what I want to do this week. And this is a different kind of episode in that I have this idea of something I want to try out in my business. I have not done it yet per se in the way that I've envisioned. And I want to walk through some ideas for how I think I want to do it and share those with you and some questions that I might ask myself before doing it. See if it's something that resonates with you. So let's go ahead and get on into this week's episode. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. So I've been having some thoughts lately and really been reflecting on how 2020 showed us what slow can look like. Not for all of us, okay, but for me, that is something that I experienced in my life, slowed way down. And in understanding how slow my life could become, I also gained the awareness that slowness and the cadence and pace of a slower way of being is very sustainable. It's very sustainable to move slow and being slow uh, in your business or taking things slowly, I should say, doesn't mean that your results are minimized. And it certainly doesn't even mean that the momentum of your business has to change because I saw amazing growth in my business, both from all different areas that I measure it in terms of my success and my revenue and profit and all that, but also I, sh- I saw my business and my community expand in these amazing ways without having to speed up. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that slowing down allowed me to fine tune some things and 
make things more glidey, right? More streamlined in different areas. And I'm also in a place in my business where I'm allowed that privilege of slowing down, right? Because if you're just starting, you have to do a lot of work to get things going. I don't think you necessarily need to hustle as fast as everyone's telling you. But since I've been running my business for a while and a lot of things are in place, I was able to slow down. So this got me thinking, well, I've been thinking a lot lately. I've been having conversations about this. Like, how do I slow down even more? And if you listen to last week's episode 155, yes, I talked all about rethink. I talked a little bit towards the second half of the podcast about rethinking launching and how I want to do things slower. And so I thought I'd kind of keep that going this week that since this is a topic that's still front of mind and I've been having some side conversations about it too with a handful of people and a lot of us are feeling the same way and I think it's not necessarily about doing things the right way like there's not a right way there's your way and there's what feels good and right now I'm in a season of my life where I want to keep moving slowly and So I've been thinking about this and I recently shared a post on Instagram and I'm going to actually just go ahead and play that audio for you here because I think it's a really great way to kickstart this conversation. So let me go ahead and share with you what my thoughts were and we'll dive into today's episode. I'm tired today for a lot of reasons, but I'm also, um, feeling creatively tired and I've been having some side conversations about this and the only way I know how to explain it is I want to nest in my business I want to like if I was to go somewhere metaphorically like to a cozy cabin with me and my business ideas I want to just go there and create in secrecy and not share what I'm doing and just do all the things I really want to do that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but that aren't necessarily direct income producers, if you will. But I'm craving that. I need that. And I think I'm going to allow myself that. So I think it's interesting because the first thought that came up when I was thinking this was, what if that's a sign of burnout? But what if it's not a sign of burnout? What if it's a part of the creative process? Like the wanting to pull back. You hear a lot of other business owners say this. Like, well, if you want to pull back or if you don't want to do live things or if you don't want to be as consistent, it's a sign of burnout. Is it? Or is it just a cycle that you find yourself in as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as a human? I think we have to remind ourselves that we're not, I don't think we're designed to to want to even share everything so much. And as business owners, we do share a lot. And I love sharing that with all of you. But there's something very sacred about taking time, taking pauses. In thinking about this, nesting is a very interesting word that I used. Another word that comes to mind is retreat. We retreat into our creativity and I started thinking about this a little bit more and I actually did a search on Google. I just typed in solitude and creativity and one of my favorite websites popped up, zenhabits.net and this quote 
came up and it said it's from an article called creative habits and it said the number one creativity habit in a word solitude he says creativity flourishes in solitude with quiet you can hear your thoughts you can reach deep within yourself you can focus and that had me thinking maybe what i'm craving like what is it that you're craving right if you're feeling this way um because again this is not a I haven't completely formed this idea or formed this process or what this could look like. But if the idea or the desire is to have a creative nesting, so to speak, to have some time away, maybe it's also about diminishing or reducing the noise, reducing the noise in our lives, whatever that may be for you. The endless scroll, the doom scrolling, the Instagram, the Twitter, all the feeds, right? This is not a new concept, but I think sometimes for me, I can feel this way, wanting to retreat, wanting to kind of nest in my business when there's just a lot of noise happening and I can't hear my own thoughts. It's a lot like when you're at a party or something and you get a phone call or someone is trying to have a conversation with you and you go, hey, let's go outside. And there's that moment where you step away from the room or the loud noise or all the the music that's playing. And I'm also like having fun revisiting this because I, I don't I couldn't even tell you the last time I was in a room or a party. Right. But there's that moment where you step out and all of a sudden that noise suddenly becomes background and it's muffled and you can barely hear it and you can hear everything outside in a new habitat And then you can hear the person's voice so clearly, whether it's on the phone or in person. And there's that shift. It's a lot like when you're sitting in a room and you'll notice maybe the heat will go off or the the air conditioning will stop or the dryer will suddenly end. And you didn't even know that there was that noise happening. Like you didn't, you weren't even aware of it, conscious of it. But the moment it stopped oh my gosh, there was this like sense of relief that washes over you. Suddenly the book you're reading just feels a little easier to read or the TV show that you're listening to feels a little easier to hear, whatever it is. And in our businesses, I think we get so used to all these different things that hold our, our thoughts that are running in the background. And I think this desire that I'm feeling to nest in my business is a desire for all of those humming noises to just stop for just a moment, for just a weekend or a week, whatever. And so what does that look like? If we're going to call it creative nesting, what would that look like for you? I love the idea of a solitude business retreat or even just a night in a hotel you know, these are this is something I've done. I see other business owners do it. Just time to think and reflect. But more importantly, it's intention behind what that nesting time really means. And it's also not necessarily a period of time or an event. Nesting within your business could be a season in your business that happens regularly. It could be something that you do every month or every week for a certain amount of hours, or it could be a longer season or even a quarter of your business during the year where you retreat. 
I keep thinking of Taylor Swift and how I think she took a year off to kind of unplug and that's where she created her new album. But I was thinking about that and how beautiful it is that artists and musicians go on these retreats. And I have to credit my friend Ashley Looker because we had a conversation about this and she was the one that, that mentioned, you know, musicians go on retreats all the time. And she's not wrong. There's other creatives that purposefully and intentionally and within their field, so to speak, it's normal to go on artist retreats or writing retreats, right? It's normal and part of the process to have that deep solitude so that you can write your story or your novel or tap into what comes next. And I really want that for my business in a bigger and deeper way. I need a little bit more of that. And it's going to be different for everyone. One thing I realized about myself when I was in college was I volunteered at a radio station. So I'm not completely new to the whole um, microphone broadcasting game. I had my own news like radio show there at the college. And don't think too highly of me because it was mainly just playing democracy now and then talking in between things. So it's not like I was hosting a show per se, but there were other times when I would volunteer to be a news reader. And I really loved that. I loved reading the news and talking about it, but I didn't necessarily want to have like my own full-blown show, but I really loved the behind the scenes stuff. I really liked all the tech behind it. I really liked the fact that you know, my shift was later in the evening. I think it was like on a Thursday or something from like 8 to 10 p.m. And like nobody was on campus and it was dark. And it was like me and maybe one other person in the studio. And so I liked the fact that it was more, you know, solitude <laughs> I don't know what the word would be. And I really like that work. And I'm coming back to that. It's It's hard when because we're nuanced, right? It's hard because I really love doing things. Like I love talking with my students and doing live calls. And I very much also love coaching, but I, by changed my business model and shifted it because that wasn't sustainable for me. Even though I love those things and love supporting people in those ways, I couldn't do it for very long. Or I would notice, you know, my energy would just totally flatline after, one or two coaching calls, like it would take me a day or two to recover. And I was just really reflecting on the things in my past that I've really enjoyed and how they've always been these like kind of behind the scenes things. And I'm definitely an introvert. So that makes sense. But I also have this outgoing part to me, right? So like thinking about yourself, what are things that you really love doing in your business that Maybe other people are telling you you need to outsource, but you really love doing them. And, you know, not to get caught in that cycle, right? I think a lot of us love creating graphics in Canva or making website update tweaks or doing these like fun behind the scene things that you could spend limitless time on and not move the needle in your business or not make money. And obviously you have to put money making activities first so you can actually, you know, get paid (laughs) for the work you do. But I think what I'm realizing is there's a lot of stuff out there that people are just always going to tell you you have to do a certain way 
and you don't have to listen to that. There's so many endless abundant ways to be successful and to make money in your business and there's really no magic formula. I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm not some billionaire, millionaire, hotshot entrepreneur. I'm a quote unquote normal entrepreneur. I would say I make a humble living um, full time running my business. And my goal also is not to make a million dollars. So there's that. But what I will say is that I have tried so many different things over the years. And I have made money doing all those different things. And it wasn't that any one of them was the right way or the wrong way or less effective. It was that they all impacted my energy level and my creative mind and my brain power and my lifestyle in different ways that made me either want to continue showing up or had me feeling like, nope, this is not going to work. So Over the years, right, I've created membership sites, I've ran group coaching programs, I've done, um, you know, higher ticket one-on-one programs before, courses that are both live or self-paced, digital products, audio courses, bigger programs, digital planners, physical planners, right, you name them, um, I've done a lot of those things. But again, What it all comes down to is honoring your energy level. And so what I'm realizing in this season of my business is that right now I'm in a good place. I'm, I've restructured my business model in a way that incorporates my love of creating and, and helping and supporting students yet doesn't, you know, tap me out or drain out all of my energy with, you know, tons and tons of calls or time on zoom. I just can't do it all day. Like I see these people doing hours and hours of Zoom and oh my gosh, my heart goes out to you because that would completely drain me. I would have nothing left to give whatsoever. So in thinking about this and in thinking about what it might be like to create a more regular creative nesting habit or practice in your business, it's also important to realize that that is also going to be directly impacted by your very business model itself. So if you're running a business model that you're not truly happy running, or it's hard to sell, or it's hard to talk about what you offer because you really just don't feel passion behind it, then you're probably going to want more time away from your business. Now, here's the thing I want to differentiate. When I'm talking about creative nesting, I'm actually not talking about not working. So I'm not talking about taking a break from your business. That's also important, but that's not what this is about. For me, creative nesting would be something like you're doing something in your business that feels really cozy and fun, maybe tedious, but it doesn't drain you like other things do. But it's also something perhaps that is something that other people tell you is not important, right? Um, Or something that kind of would take you away for a little bit in terms of scaling or creating momentum in your business. Now, I always love that saying, um, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? I think it's a military term and, or it originated there. Who knows? Point is, when you take time to step back and get clear on some of these other details, or if you take a year off like Taylor Swift did to create an album, You may be apart from the world at that time. You may not be as plugged in. Other people may forget about you or wonder what, you know, what are you doing? 
or be upset that you're not showing up consistently in whatever they way that they may want you to. However, that's when you may create your best work. That's way, where you may write the best story or create the best planner or come to realize what your business purpose really is or the next course that you really want to create. And obviously we can't make everything in a vacuum because the soul, heart and soul of our business depends on the people that support us and buy from us and benefit from what we create. But there is something to be said about stepping away and stepping into your creative zone of genius and trusting in yourself and trusting in yourself also as the authority of what you do. There are courses and programs I've created that if I asked a bunch of my audience, many of them would be like, I don't think that's something I want or need. But when I show them what I've actually done and what it will actually give them, they realize, oh, okay, that is actually something I want. And then they invest. Sometimes you can do endless market research and nobody's going to be able to tell you what their problem is or what they want or what they would even spend their money on. Because we think we know what we want, but sometimes we don't. This is not coming from a manipulative place, but I think that it's important to realize that you have a lot more agency in how you run your creative business than you think. And it's important to come back to remembering the power that you hold in that and how you are an expert in what you do or teach. And a lot of times people just want you to show up and tell them what they need so that they can invest. I know for me, this is definitely something I want. I, you know, when I go to the doctor or when I, you know, speak to a nutritionist or something like that, I don't know what, you know, what, you know, would you like a membership or would you like this? Or would you like, I don't know. You tell me what I need. You tell me what my options are for optimizing my health or getting better or blah, blah, blah. You have more power than you think there. So what would it look like to actually create a creative nesting habit in your business? Is this something that you want to try out? What if you carved out time sometime this month in the calendar month we're in to take a day? And when I say a day, I, it could be a handful of hours, but to either carve out a space in your home or go to the park One thing I love doing is going on planning picnics and taking all my planners with me and sometimes bringing Bella, sometimes not, and setting up shop in a beautiful location. You can always, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I post these things all the time in the spring and summer. But going somewhere, putting out a picnic blanket with a beautiful view and a nice coffee, yes, and using that time to journal and plan. And I have some of the most clear ideas during that time. And that feels like a way of nesting. Because I think nesting in your business is not only feeling cozy and doing things without distraction, but it's also doing things without outside outside noise or outside pressure or even, you know, suggestions from other people. It's really tapping into what you really want to do and just doing it. And also, wouldn't it probably be okay if you gave yourself 
eight hours this week to work on something that you've been thinking about for a long time, but everyone's been telling you, you should outsource that or you shouldn't do it, but maybe it's something you just really love doing in your business. There's tons of weird backend stuff I love doing in my business, like spreadsheet data stuff that most people would say, you should really outsource that. And to be fair, if I did outsource a lot of that stuff, I probably could scale a little bit easier, but I love doing some of that stuff. And some of those things are really great tasks, especially for managing energy, because when I don't have access to my most creative brain or I have low energy, I know that there's other things I can do in my business that don't require as much mental stamina, and but I still very much enjoy. And I do talk about this more inside of my focus project training, which you can go check out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. But really, it's about tapping into your energy management and creating a, an action plan for all of your target tasks. I like this idea of creative nesting. I'd love to hear from you how you might do it, how you might structure it. I would be happy to come back with maybe another episode after I've done something like this or how I might implement this in a bigger or deeper way within my business. I think part of it is going to be maybe even a day, a week, or like a time block time or a theme day where that's like my creative nesting day where I do those things in my business or I don't get on Instagram or I even just make it cozier in my office and do some of those things or come up with the creative ideas. And I think it can look a whole lot of different ways. I think it also could involve learning, right? Or it could involve going into your little hibernation place and finally going through some of the courses and programs that you really want to go through. Maybe you don't feel like creating. So maybe nesting in your business would be learning or absorbing or doing absolutely nothing at all but maybe some of those more you know mundane tasks let me know what your thoughts are what this sparks in you but i think it's totally valid and important that more of us give ourselves permission to rest to rest and nest (laughs) and take breaks in our business where we need If you have found this episode or any of the episodes helpful of the Mindful Productivity Podcast, then please take a minute to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show and it helps more people find the podcast as well. I'm always hanging out on Instagram. That's probably the best place to find me over at Mindful Productivity Blog. And you can always find more resources over on the website, mindfulproductivityblog.com. All right, that's all for now. I'll see you back here next week. And until then, let me know what you might be doing in terms of creative nesting in your business.